And await no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at Badbit Games. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck over at patreon.com slash badbit. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? doing fantastic yeah yeah uh yeah just great i'm ready to talk about bug snacks Listen, all episode long it's been a week since bug snacks has entered our lives and we are days away from the last of us part two at this point in time as of recording so i got a question for you kyle where is your hype right now for the last of us part two are you nervous hyped? Are you excited hyped? Where are you right now? Um, a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, I'm excited to finally get my hands on this game that I've been waiting for so long since <laughs> they announced it. A uh, little nervous for the fact that I want my Alley Edition as fast as possible. Oh, right. Uh, you have that issue with GameStop, right? Is it GameStop or Best Buy? Yeah, it's GameStop. Uh, of course it is. Uh, it still says it's preparing for shipment. Oh, boy. Who knows, but... I, I made some contingencies. I also pre-ordered it somewhere else, so I, I will be able to play it as soon as possible. That's what I did. I did the same exact thing. I pre-ordered it at Best Buy first, but Best Buy's fickle, and so I pre-ordered yeah. it then on Amazon, then at GameStop. Yes. So now that Best Buy, it's clear. It's there. It's waiting for me. I'm going to cancel Amazon. I'm going to cancel GameStop, and mm-hmm. Friday's the day, man. I'm super pumped. Now, oh, I did yeah. something crazy. I also uh, pre-ordered it digitally as well. But this is, this is one of our favorite games of all time, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's for worth sure. it. I, I have to make sure I have this game. Mm-hmm. I, I was not going to make the mistake and not get the collector's edition with the statue because that original game statue is bonkers on eBay and everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so nervously excited <laughs> to play this 25 hour plus journey, whatever it's going to be, of... of tense stress and. Dealing with what Neil and ha- and Hallie are saying all about hate. Like, it's... I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready either. But you know what? We're gonna about to talk about some PlayStation news, Kyle. But we bef- talk about Bug Snacks? Well, before we talk about Bug Snacks, before we talk about the PlayStation 5 Bug Snacks, or the Spider-Man Bug Snacks, or Bug Snacks Squadrons, or WB My Bug Snacks Batman... Oh, oh, bug snacks. Usually, before we square up the news, we talk about what you've been playing. But this week, we're coming off the hype that was the PlayStation 5 reveal, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about what you've been feeling. Because when we entered or or exited the PlayStation 5 reveal, we came out and we're like, pretty solid show. Like, this was, it, it didn't, it didn't, you know blow my skirt up but it was a really solid showing of this is the first time we've seen this console this first time that we're getting real information about it and i left positive and hopeful for the future of playstation but it wasn't over the moon and now that we got a a few extra listeners in from last week's episode thank you for making it the most listened to episode of the trophy room so grateful i hope you're still here with us uh kyle how do you come off now with a week being divorced from this this uh conference 
Yeah, I was actually probably a little bit more down overall mm. uh, than you when we, we talked about it right afterwards. I think I said I was just whelmed, not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed, just kind of whelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the box was weird. But then I just... I You're watched not alone the, in that one, Kyle. <laughs> I know. Um, I watched it, I think, like three or four times afterwards, all the way through. Mm-hmm. And the moment I watched it a second time when I didn't have to worry about like reacting and... and and talking to you, not that I don't love it, but like it, to focus on what is being shown to me, yeah. um, I absolutely loved that conference. I, I think it's yeah. one of the most solid ones PlayStation has ever done, and and it's really impressive what they did to hype up a a new launch console. Yeah, uh, especially with all the love and dedication that they gave to indies mm-hmm. on such a big stage, I. Love that. It echoed the feelings of the PlayStation 4 uh, console reveal, like at E3, you know, uh, so many years back, where like they gave you something for everyone. And so when I hear people go, oh, you know, there's lulls in this conference for me, I'm like, yeah, but if you could pick out three or four or even five games that you're going to be picking up, that's a really successful conference. And I, I looked it over, like how I think about this reveal is I was whelmed. I. I came off, you know, I, I, I kind of came off whelmed. I'm, I'm optimistic for the future and whatnot, but I started watching it again in 4K because my problem oh, yeah. was, Kyle, I was like, there is nothing that showed itself to be next generation to me. Mm-hmm. And man, man, oh man, when I watched Ooh. that in 4K, mm. chef's kiss. And oh, shout out to God. Ratchet and Clank, which we did not oh. give enough love to. That that was the showcase of what this console is all about. Hell yeah. Like the yep. seamless transition between all the warping and all the portals. That blew my mind. And then going mm-hmm. to see how many games that I'm going to be picking up, like Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits. Like, there are bug snacks. <sighs> yes. There's so many games that interest me that had me hyped for the console that I'm like, I'm walking out with like six games on my list that I'm going to be purchasing. So there is no way that this conference really disappointed me. In fact, I think it was one of the best conferences we've had with an asterisk, given the circumstances that was the global pandemic that we're all in. Mm -hmm. It was, it was such a perfect showcase in terms of like, you have this global pandemic, everybody's at their homes, they're forced inside. So now you have to make this whole new platform. You have to make this whole new transitions, music, whatever have you. And they did it flawlessly. And that's with that. And that's with the point that they made, or I think, um, uh, Benji sales, I think was talking about yeah. it before this event where some 30 party third, 30 party, <laughs> third party, <laughs> the developers and publishers pulled their games because they delayed it a week. Yep. yep. A- and so who knows what those games were, but they, it could have had even more, more games there for more people. Like uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And again, like having it just uh, over an hour, my, my next question for you then also is, uh, how do you view the PlayStation 5 now? Because there's so many... Like, this thing is huge. There's no doubt about it. You oh, know, yeah. it's It's, it's fif- a big boy. It's a big boy. It's 15 inches long. It's about 4 inches longer than uh, the uh, the Series X. And okay. it's not as fat, though. But it's a, it's a little bit slimmer than the, the fat PS3. So how, okay. do you, how do you feel about those dimensions? People are ripping it that it looks like a router. It's like, yeah, it's a piece of technology. Everything's gonna... That... that yeah. Oh, it always that it doesn't annoy me. It's just like, what do you want this thing to look like? 
A rectangle? It's a rectangle. It's just a weird rectangle. It, I don't understand. If we got something too similar to either Series X or what PS4 is, people would be up in arms over that as well. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm kind of happy it's not just a flat, like, rectangular box. I yeah. like that it looks different um, after it, like, marinated with me a little bit. Um, seeing it, I believe, today, some I think it was Nibel or Wario, they tweeted out a picture with both versions Laying horizontally, which is yep. something that I, how I'm going to have my system over here on my my entertainment center, um, and I actually really really dig the way it looks. I kind of yeah. like the curved features of it. I I kind of like where it might be one of the most customizable consoles ever. I feel like in, in yeah, I mean, there's a whole news story piece about it that we'll get into, but like for me, just the looks aside and the aesthetic. I dig it. I wanted something weird. I got something weird. I came off positive at it in the beginning, and now I'm just like, I, I love this design. It's big. Yeah. It's a tower. Who cares? You know, again, the Xbox Series X, it's a fat It's a, it's a fat boy, so I don't care either. Like, both of them are weird, and they're doing something different, and I think we should at least give them a point, e- each one of them, for like, hey, you're doing something different and unique. Check. Yeah. Because how many times we got a goddamn rectangle? Right. Yep. Or a square. But with that, Kyle. Listen. Also, shout yeah. out to PlayStation. Uh, if you didn't know, the grips on the back of the DualSense, also along the covering the PlayStation Five, it's actually little tiny sacred symbols: the yeah. triangle, circle, square, and X. They're just all over the thing, which I think is awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of PlayStation love. And yeah. talking about PlayStation Love, this is going to be a big episode, bigger than we normally do. And that is because after we talk about the news and Andy Snail Mail, we actually have our special guest, Brock McLaughlin. He's going to come on over. I'm going to interview him about his thoughts, our grounded interview about The Last of Us Part 2 Review Preview. So this week's episode, there's a lot to it. But before we get into all of that, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash bad bit. I want to thank our new patrons, Dave Ernsberger and Games Mean Something, our gold members, Griffin West, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, and our Silver Plus members, our new Silver Plus member. And because Sean Capri over at the Xbox Drive, he has a sexy lady voice going, you know, introducing each patron. It's kind of put me on blast. So Marcus O'Neill's like, listen, I'll up my pledge. You got to do a sexy lady robot voice. And I am oh, on board. No. Listen, whatever oh, supports no. the show on Patreon. So with that, our new Silver Plus producer, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, and JB, the purple monkey himself. Thank you, sillies. And with that, of course, oh, you can no. check out... Over on Patreon.com slash BadBit, our Road to Greatness, our spoiler cast review of The Last of Us Part 1. So if we ever got you through a rough work day, a long drive home, or just got you through, you know, quarantine, it means a lot. Just drop a buck our way. It really does help the show go, and it gets us new equipment like the mic I'm using right now. So thank you all so freaking much. And with that, Kyle, it's time to get that mental image out of your head. It's time to square up the news. You just had to put sillies in there, right? You just had to. I still feel it cascading mm-hmm. down my spine. Mm-hmm. Bug snacks? You want me to say bug snacks in that voice? Please. Please. No, not in that voice. Nope, never mind. PlayStation <laughs> 5 price and release date leaked by Amazon. This comes from Eric Kane over at Forbes. 
Amazon France li briefly listed the PlayStation 5's price and release date before taking that information out of the listing. This comes via Ben Ge Geskin on Twitter, who stumbled on the listing prior to Amazon scrubbing it. He took screenshots, however, and those aren't going anywhere. But it is interesting and not at all unbelievable. Amazon France lists a hub release date for the PS5 as November 20th, 2020, right smack dab in the middle of holiday shopping season and one week before Black Friday. The Amazon France listing has prices for both the PS5 and PS5 digital only editions. The PS5 is listed at 499, I'm guessing, euros. Yep. And the digital edition clocks in at 399 euros. This converts to approximately $565 US and $450 US respectively. And 447 pounds mm -hmm. uh, and 358 pounds in the UK. So, Kyle, with all this, right, we're a week away after the PlayStation 5. And also, rumor has it, as this show was going live, breaking news Xbox with their whole July event it's supposed to be huge. I, I can't wait for can't it. Wait. Can't wait. Good luck to you guys. I hope you crush it. Um, they're coming out and they're saying they're, Xbox Series X, rumor has it, 400 bucks. Whew. Uh, Lockhart, whatever that is, around 200. So, Damn. Kyle, yeah. we could kind of understand why PlayStation hasn't or didn't release their info, their, their price tag on the show floor because they don't know how aggressive Microsoft's going to be with price, which is awesome mm -hmm. for us, the consumer, because when they fight, we win. So Absolutely. my question here, we, we kind of came off last time we talked, you thought the console was going to be high. Same here. This yeah. is, and it's still my big fear because at, at this point in time, it's still all rumor speculation, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you, what do you think? Where do you think the price is going to stand on this console? Uh, not, not that I agree with this listing cause mm -hmm. I don't, I still think those are place top placeholder prices. Same. Um, but I still think they're around about what I thought it would be around 600 for the disc 500 for a digital. Mm -hmm. Um, and if that's it, if the, that is the prices that we get, I'm okay with it. Yes. It's a lot of money, but it is a brand new system. And that is kind of the price you got to pay if you want to be an early in. adopter. Exactly. Um, hearing the the rumor that Series X is coming in lower than mm -hmm. I think we all expected, um, yeah. that's kind of a shocker. I would not hold it against PlayStation that that is 100% what they're waiting for. I think that's pretty obvious, actually. Um, I'm just excited. Like you said, we win. Yeah. Consumers win when they're fighting over price. There's as a long as Sony budges and brings it down a little bit. If and they don't... Well, here's the thing. What if they don't? What if what if Microsoft comes out with you know their, their chode console and <laughs> listen? We if, if they're calling it a router, I need to throw a name back. All right, so they're coming in right with this cheese wheel of a console. What uh, and and it's priced a hundred bucks less. Are we going to see a scenario like we saw last generation where casual audiences will migrate over to Xbox simply because it's cheaper and not to mention more powerful? Yeah, I'm sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> oh, what are you saying? Hey, shows right here, Kyle, okay? I'm sorry. Shows right here. Don't get distracted sorry. by bug snacks. My question for you, all right? And you're going to get you're going to get hit after the show, I swear. Is Do it. <laughs> Whoa. This got weird and hot. Um is if the Xbox You're the one that said sillies. I'm sorry. That's true. What? 
if the Xbox is 100 bucks cheaper and it is more powerful than the PlayStation, do you see people migrating from PlayStation to Xbox like we saw this generation from Xbox to PlayStation? No. Okay. And I, I think the reason why is because all the games you can play on Series X, you can also play on current consoles. So I think if they... Well, right, a- like I, Asterix, m- most first-party games. Like, the second-party games, sure. like the Medium or Scorn with the alien wall penises, that looks... F- ugh. Those are going to be exclusive to the Xbox Series X. Oh, okay. But your Halos, your Gears of War, the, that's going to be the exclusive. The big guns. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I still don't think it'll be a huge jump. I, I think if anything, they'll they'll they're gonna get both anyway if they're really mm-hmm. hardcore about it. Um, but I don't think I I don't envision anyone abandoning PlayStation outright and hopping over to Xbox I see, just because of the price. I see some people doing that, which is rightfully so. Go wherever the dollar takes you. If games yeah. like Last of Us and God of War and whatever uh, PlayStation have, I can see people doing that for sure. I see some people doing that for the sake of just money, you know, money talks, kind of bullshit walks. And mm-hmm. I don't think it would be as devastating because I think there was a lot of errors leading up to that Xbox uh, One reveal that caused people to just, you know, go astray. But I definitely see the 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 race or the war, whatever you're going to call it, uh, being a lot tighter if it is a PlayStation 5 is less powerful, that's obvious, and it's 100 bucks more expensive or even 200 bucks depending. Um, I definitely I definitely see that, but I, I don't know if it's going to be 600 or 500 anymore. But I also think we have to get used to the fact of it might be a $400, $500 console and also understand that like we spent on a PlayStation 4, $400 at start. And seven years later, we will be spending $400 for the better console, for the PS5. And just in terms of like inflation, you're actually spending less money by buying a PS5 than you would have with a PS4. So I do think it's going to be higher money-wise. But again, I think it does dictate how aggressive Microsoft is. And for the sake of PlayStation... And for the sake of my wallet, rather, I hope that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, with that, anything to add or you want to go to the next story? Because I'm... No, we can move on. Pumped for the next story. Let's go for it. Uh, I apologize if I say your name wrong, sir. Uh, Chaim Gartenberg from The Verge. Insomniac confirms Spider-Man Miles Morales is a standalone PS5 game. Insomniac Games has confirmed that the newly announced Spider-Man Miles Morales will be a standalone title for the PlayStation 5, quashing rumors that the title was simply a remastered version or an expansion of the original PS4 Spider-Man that had been swirling since the reveal. Spider-Man Miles Morales will reportedly be smaller in scope than the original, though, per a Bloomberg report that compared it to Uncharted The Lost Legacy in scope. Part of the confusion stems from comments from Simon Rudder, EVP head of European business at Sony Interactive Entertainment, who commented in an interview with The Telegraph, quote, I guess you can call it an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game, Rudder went on to explain. There's a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, but also within the game as well, there's been major enhancements to the game and the game engine, obviously deploying some of the major PlayStation 5 technology and features, end quote. Despite Rudder's comments, though, developer Insomniac Games has confirmed in a tweet that Spider-Man Miles Morales is a standalone game that continues the adventures of the video game Spider-Man. 
this was such a man a mess up when in terms of messaging on playstation stuff yeah. i yeah. mean everybody's coming off hyped on this game it looks incredible and i then, got caught up in it i did you did you yeah. what, were, what were your thoughts when you heard that it may be an expansion expansion yeah um i yeah so i when he's when i read this i thought it was like a confirmation that spider-man ps4 is getting its ps5 like remaster if that's even possible at this right. point it already looks so great um and that it would just be added on to the main game i was like oh that's awesome i get to play the original game again and then have another meaty part of miles just added into it mm-hmm. um and then i learned an hour or two later not to trust uh execs <laughs> who don't know what they're talking about it, right. it was a tough lesson but you know i when this was revealed though both you and i both agree that this is like lost legacy anyway yeah and i think everybody was just like well given the the time it has which we could kind of assume it's been about two and a half years you could think that this started development a while back before the original game launched uh mm-hmm. but even then it's been two plus years yeah this development time all things considered, I'm expecting a smaller experience. I'm expecting like a, you know, anywhere between a 15 to 20 hour experience, but that's still a fucking awesome game. If the game's yeah. awesome, if the game's miles, man, how yeah, it got, it got me so hyped. Miles Morales. Christmas, Christmas time in New York. Hell yes. I want to swing around that city. Did you, did you get to see it in 4k? Oh yeah. Oh my God. The lighting oh, is yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. The snow is beautiful, and you see all the pores on Miles' face. Like this was, I think, when you looked at it uh, in the stream, and I, I, and I think at this point, if you've watched the stream and you're like, I don't see next gen, watch it again in 4K. It's up. It's there. It's available. Um, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> I was blown away. It's a trailer I've been watching literally every day because Miles Morales is. He's he's my Spider-Man. I love him so so freaking mm-hmm. much. Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, like you see the logo. If you're watching on, on YouTube, he, that that style is literally cemented everywhere. It's in the intro for Christ's sake. So for me, this game means so much already, and I can't wait. And also, just to, like look, it's gonna be a smaller experience. You know, we're usually used to launch titles being uh, what is it like knack. <laughs> Right, Killzone Shadowfall. You know, we were talking a few weeks back, maybe even months at this point, we were talking about what's going up against Microsoft's Halo, right? That billion-dollar franchise. What what could go up against it? Because as much as I love Horizon, I don't feel like Horizon still has that impact like Halo does. It has decades' worth of love and fandom to it. And I think Sony was super smart here by saying, well, what has decades of love and what what is something that we have and that is Spider-Man. Now, my question here before we get into the next topic, do you think that this is also a PS4 game? Or oh. do you think it's solely a, just, just PlayStation 5, that's it? Huh, I think this is just solely PlayStation 5, that's it. I think this is the thing that they want you to go out there and buy a PlayStation 5 and they know people will. That's interesting. I know. I could see it being on PS4. Yeah. To be like, hey, this is where it started. Give you a little chance to, to play it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I think the way to play it is on PS5 because of all the what the PS5 can do. Is that With fair loads. though to all those Spider Man fans? No. It's not it's not fair. 
Yeah. I know it's not fair, but like it's also not fair. We talked about it on the show. Uh, it's not fair that Deathloop and Ghostwire are right. times exclusive from PlayStation. It just things happen that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We heard that here, for, folks. PlayStation also, I was looking fair. up. Yeah. You were talking about like PS4 launch titles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went back to look at the PS3 launch titles, oh, boy. and it is. <laughs> Wow, we 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 got spoiled with PS4. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. Well, was it Resistance a launch title? Resistance was. Yeah. Motorstorm, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, two NFL games, Genji: Days of the Blade, Call of Duty Three. That uh, was a bad one. Call of there Duty was a, a Gundam game, NBA, two NBA games, Need for Speed Carbon, Ridge Racer Seven, Tiger Woods Golf. I mean, Tony who could forget Ridge Racer, dude? Yeah. So like we. This is looking like a pretty solid lineup with just Spider-Man alone. Yeah. With that, Kyle, let's get into the next one. This story is also breaking. From Joseph Scrubbles over at IGN writes, Madden NFL 21 offers free next-gen upgrades on PS5 and Xbox Series X. EA has announced that it has extended Madden NFL's 21's previously announced dual entitlement scheme to cover both PlayStation and Xbox machines up until the release of Madden NFL 22. Buying the game on Xbox One or PS4 will allow you to freely upgrade Madden 21 to its equivalent Xbox Series X or PS5 version when they're released. EA has previously made clear that Madden 21 will include new features unavailable to the prior generation. This offer will remain ongoing until Madden 22's release next year. EA says that unspecified offer exceptions apply and also makes clear that currently physical discs can't be used to gain upgrades on discless consoles. So a PS4 Madden 21 physical copy won't allow you to upgrade on the new PS5 digital edition. Mm -hmm. While many Xbox Series X games, including Cyberpunk 2077, will benefit from the similar Xbox smart delivery scheme, very few games have made the same commitment for PS4 to PS5 upgrades, with Destiny 2 one of the notable exceptions. Update from Brianna Reeves over on PS Lifestyle. Sony won't mandate that such a system is upheld across the board. Instead, publishers are free to make this decision at their own discretion. This report comes by the way of GameSpark, a Japanese website that reached out to Sony Japan for further information. Twitter user BlackKite translated and summarized the response GameSpark claimed to receive. See BlackKite's post in tweet below. Quote, apparently the update program for PS4 to PS5 software copies will be done at the publisher's own discretion, but SIE stated that they will flexibly support these upgrades even in Japan as well. End quote. So we have a lot of questions about smart delivery. It looks like here you have it. I was I was fearmongering, and look at you bringing me bringing me to reality. What do you what do you feel about this news, Kyle? You get to you get to bask in the you're rightness this is just crossed by i was freaking out <laughs> playstation 5 has smart delivery or do you think it's too soon who knows you tell uh, me now. it's i think it's still too soon i'm not gonna bask in the glory anyway but okay. this does seem like it is just crossed by yeah it really does i think that's the whole thing i think just microsoft's coined a very a catchier term mm-hmm. um for what it seems like uh this is cool I'm happy that there's at least a confirmation that this is a program that does exist for Sony. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just it like Xbox. Also, it, it makes it. sense. Yeah. It makes sense that 
you buy physical, you're not going to get the upgrade on discless version. Like, that makes sense to me. Total sense. What are you going to do? You're going to mail yeah. in your disc? <laughs> Why, EA? Now, this was... This... I bought this and expected not to be a disc inside. How dare you? <laughs> you know there's a Karen out there. She's just waiting to talk to the manager about that. Um, now, this is, of course, great news. This comes off a lot of uh, controversy from EA's end where they're like, yeah, for three months, that's it. That's all you get. Or so, some ex- extreme where people are like, wait, I just bought, but I bought this game. You know, why, why do I have to buy it again? And, and what if, what if the consoles are sold out? What if, you know, what if I buy it in, in January? What happens to me there? Am I just screwed out and I got to buy another one? That's stupid. So mm-hmm. it looks like it's awesome to see EA buckling. It's awesome to see we're seeing more of this pattern of like, yeah, no, this game is, Again, we don't have a smart, catchy title, but it looks like it's literally the same exact thing. So, yeah, I I, I don't want to jump the gun yet saying it's totally confirmed, but it definitely seems like it is the case. We know at least one game that does it. Well, two, right? We got Destiny and we got... uh, Oh, true. Maiden. Yeah. It's two. It's two. So with that, Kyle, breathe breathe a sigh of relief. I now get your helmet on. We're about to fight some gosh dang space fascists. Let's talk about the next bit of news. Again, I apologize if I butcher your name, sir. Oh, By same thing. Came, Kai, I'm so sorry. Came Gartenberg from The Verge. EA announces Star Wars Squadron, Squadrons, a new first person starfighter dogfighting game. EA has announced a new Star Wars game, Star Wars Squadrons, a first-person space combat game that will have players flying the series' famous starfighters in head-to-head single-player and multiplayer battles. EA won't be revealing gameplay until the company's EA Play Live event, but it promises a variety of multiplayer modes, including fleet battles, where the goal is to work with your teammates to destroy a capital ship, as well as more traditional dogfighting mode. Star Wars Squadrons also shows that EA has learned some considerable lessons from the loot box debacle that marred the first several months of Star Wars Battlefront 2. While the game will offer extension customization options for both gameplay-altering items like weapons, hulls, engines, and shields, as well as a variety of cosmetics to customize their cockpit, ship, and pilot appearance, the company promises that everything will be earned solely through gameplay. Another welcome improvement, cross-platform support with multiplayer supported between players on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Squadrons will also be compatible with VR headsets on PC and PSVR. That's a win. What a win. What a gosh dang win. (laughs) With that, I forgot, if we mentioned bug snacks more than five times, you know who we activate? Oh, God, he's back. Yeah, the Winter Gamer. The Winter Gamer writes in like you can too at PS Trophy Room or the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server, and he asks the following. With EA announcing Star Wars Squadrons, do you think that people will give EA another chance, especially after the first showing of Battlefront 2 and Anthem? Is EA having it as a $40 game and crossplay good enough to give EA some good faith? What say you, Kyle? Why is it 40 bucks, you think? Well, do you think with all this like crossplay, you know, it looks like just no pay to win, you know, just cosmetic DLC microtransactions, do you feel like this is a play to win the hearts and minds? Ooh, sorry, indigestion hits. You right? You good? Yeah, I might die, but let's get I'll die. die. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt on EA's side to put out a $40 game with the crossplay and stuff. Right. Um, having it as a $40 <laughs> game, 
yeah. makes me wonder how ex- exhaustive and how extensive the single player component is. Yeah. I think uh, it's or, more or like, just like multiplayer maps in general. Yeah, I think it's more like manage expectations. Yeah. And also like since since there can't be that many maps if you really think about it, since That's it's mostly true. space battles. That's true. So like manage expectations, but they're doing so many awesome things too with this title. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. like charming things like adding PSVR support, making it so like if you want to fly with um a joystick like like those you know like the oh that's cool you, yeah you can do that too like that's cool there's tons of things here and with it being 40 bucks it being cross play it, there's just so many wins in its camp for me that this is an automatic get it's already star wars so son of a bitch i'm in you know it's it is i love star wars i was gonna get this game regardless but yeah. seeing it at the price tag kyle are you are you thinking about hopping in uh, maybe. Okay. I'm a, I'm a maybe. At EA Play, I assume we'll see more of the single-player stuff. Right, right. And, and a little bit more of the gameplay it, that's not cut up into this bombastic blockbuster trailer that this was. Um, so I'll wait and see. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited that there there's a Star Wars space fighting game. So That's pumped. awesome. Dude, I'm going to be One in a B-Wing. Best one of the best VR experiences was the Battlefront 2 X-Wing oh, VR mission. What if, and I know this is just pie in the sky, this is literally <laughs> just, my heart's racing now as I think about it. You're in the Millennium Goddamn Falcon. Whew. Oh my god, Chewie, we're home. <laughs> like, if that's like, even if I'm just in the cockpit and I'm flying, I'm in okay. heaven. You could just put a, a bullet a in the back of my head. I'm done. Hold on. <laughs> what if they take that concept you're in the millennium falcon yeah and 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 kind of what they do at the disney parks now uh uh, with with the millennium falcon ride yeah and do what they did with star trek bridge crew where you have other people with you in the cockpit in vr controlling the buttons and stuff okay i can only get so erect man (laughs) that is that is way too much kyle Woo! Bug snacks. Bug snacks from from a talk about bug snacks from a bug from a scale from bug snacks to bug snacks. I'm bug snacks right now, man. Oh, I'm full weenie hands and everything. So with that, Kyle, <laughs> before I kill you, please, please yes. go watch that trailer please. if you don't know what we're talking about. Please, please. it's so good. I really do love that joke. Though that trailer got me all sorts of like, what the hell? Like that joke really that landed with me, oh, Kyle. I can't wait. Here's something that's maybe not going to land with you. Let's talk about the next story on the list. Let me take a deep breath. Breathe in, breathe out, brother. Brianna Reeves over at PlayStation Lifestyle writes, DC Fandom's free virtual event in August will feature WB Games announcements. In the wake of event cancellations across multiple industries, DC Entertainment has announced plans to host a DC Fandom digital experience this summer. Touted as a mega 24-hour immersive virtual fan experience, DC Fandom will offer fans free access, free access to talent gatherings, announcements, and content reveals on August 22nd. A press release via DC Comics' official website notes that the event on August 22nd will unleash, quote, new announcements from WB Games, end quote. As of writing, there's no word on what these announcements may entail. Yeah, right. That was me, <laughs> not the not Brianna Reeves. The wait for WB Games of Montreal's long-rumored Batman title counts as one major possibility, though. Arguably, the same holds true for whatever Rocksteady has been hard at work on for the last several years. Interestingly, last week ended on a, 
another intriguing piece of WB Games news. According to a report from CNBC, WB parent company AT&T aims to sell WB's gaming division. Nothing is confirmed as of yet, and it's unknown how the sale would impact licensed properties. But should such a move take place, it will prove quite the game changer. What a roller coaster. You're on the roller coaster of emotions right now. Famous Seamus does write in. They ask the following. Are you ready? If WB Games were to be sold to another publisher, who would you want to see buy them? Cough EA. Or sorry, cough anyone but EA or Activision. Cough. (laughs) Ooh, sorry. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think EA's mismanagement of the Star Wars IP is, though we talk about, you know, the, the title above us being excited for, but seeing the mismanagement there, seeing how Activision treats licensed titles, I don't want those two. And, you know, right now, rumor has it is there are four people up for stake of buying uh, WB Games that has, again, Rockstar, in, oh, sorry, Rockstar, Rocksteady. Take two? Uh, yeah. Take two, uh, or, or Take Two is looking into buying them. Buying it. Um, so it's Take Two, EA, Activision, and fourth, Kyle, and this is why it's on the PlayStation program right here, is our mortal enemy, Xbox. Microsoft's looking to buy the WB division, which would be a huge, like, real talk. They're, they're talking about a mic drop moment in July. Se- nonstop. Seriously. We're rooting Seriously. for them. Yes. Right? So, if this it is one of the be... mic drop moments, they would have Mortal Kombat. They would have, theoretically, if the licenses oh. carry over, they would have a, a Star Wars, a Harry Potter for nerds uh, and for turfs. I don't know what that means, but I think it's 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 oh, you know flame towards J.K. You know rallying it. She's so disappointed. Um, and who else? Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings. So you get all that IP right there, theoretically, in this sale, or at least license off to Microsoft. Now you get to taste the bitter steel that is Microsoft fans looking at us while we're playing Spider-Man, Kyle. Does that feel good to you? No, it doesn't. <laughs> not at all. Uh, it's a little different, though. Okay. It's, just, it's not that Sony bought Marvel. It's just Marvel went to Insomniac and said, hey make this game. It's not like they bought the rights to every Marvel game. Right. This one hits different because Microsoft was just like, yo, I'm going to buy them studios. Yes. You're just going to buy it all. Four billion? Let's go. I'll pay that. That's chump change <laughs> over here in, you know, Satya Nadella's wallet. So... Yeah. I mean, it would be... I, I'm not going to lie. That would be a huge win for Microsoft and mm-hmm. Xbox fans. I would be so happy for, especially Luke Lore, because he loves Batman games as much as I do. Yeah, he sucks. Um, <laughs> I just... I, I, I want to be able to still play them on my PlayStation, so mm-hmm. I would take any of the other ones, even EA or Activision, but, like, it's, that hurts to say. Whoa! I, <laughs> no, 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 I would say this. I just want to be able to play the games! Yeah, but, like, EA and Activision, that's, like, mm-mm. That's just, I would rather, I would rather it being gated off. But, like, also knowing Microsoft, and, like, if we could be a little positive here, Right, yeah, it's not yeah. all doom and gloom. You take a look at Minecraft. Microsoft's yeah. also in the in the business, the money making business. That's true. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be solely on the Xbox platform. But it, to me, it also goes to show like it, Sony then even ha- has to be even more aggressive in terms of pumping out IP, making second party deals. 
and even acquiring some studios as well. So like to me, I think it's a it would be a good thing in terms of Xbox fans get to change that narrative that there are no games on that system. And at the same exact time, if you're on PlayStation land, PlayStation is then going to look at that going, okay, whoa, we gotta, we have some close partners we can't lose. So let's try to seal some deals. So I don't think it's, it would be the end of the world scenario, but I think it would change the game in a very big way. And I hope so. Oh, no. What? That would also mean Lego games would fall under that too. Lego is WB as well. So then that would mean, wait for it, oh. Nintendo would get hurt by this deal as well. So this is a multifaceted thing. This is going to be big. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be big. Also, AT- AT&T, what are you doing? Why are you looking <laughs> to sell WB games? Yeah. Are you nuts? Are you Come nuts? On. Well, I mean, if you think about it through like the business lens of like a shareholder you know, guy or gal, they don't care. They just see dollar signs. They're just like... Well, we I don't, mean, you know, these divisions, how much do we make year over year? How many things do we have in the pipeline already? So, like, to me, it makes a bit of sense. But there's also, I think what you you gone on to mention is um, the difference, I think, between the licenses here uh, rather than Spider-Man. Why it doesn't feel so good is this, the license Spider-Man was in the hands of Activision being treated mis poorly and mismanaged. Mm-hmm. And when it left... Uh, and, and, you know, that deal was terminated. They created a new deal with PlayStation and we had something that was a banger that really changed the way for this, for this, uh, for this game. And then seeing Microsoft just come in going, all right, how much money? All right, here's 20, right? Like, and then all all of a sudden have what has been decades of Lego games, decades of great Batman games. Then all of a sudden just gated off. I get that feeling is different, Yeah. Yeah, but is what it is businessman business just show just show me batman (laughs) i just want him in a good home Uh, just (laughs) he's been through so much he really has (laughs) martha like hey how do you know that how do you know that name how do you know that name that's my mother talk about bug snacks Said it way too. Here's the thing: if you say bug snacks, I know I'm saying it too fast on purpose. And funny, uh, Andy McAmara from Game Informer during the show when I was watching it, their reactions, he said it way too fast, and he said the thing, (laughs) and it was amazing. (laughs) With that, Kyle, uh, we got some flash news. You want? Yeah, I'll take over the flash news if you don't mind. Go ahead. So this comes from fandom at Twitter. uh, Horizon Forbidden West will be coming on PS5 in 2021, says the game director, Mathis Dijon. Like the mustard. I'm only kidding. Look it up. I know I butchered that name. Aiming for a 2021 release date, dozens of new mechanics and creatures, uh, underwater areas to explore new human tribes, one of which can override machines for use in war. Get you pumped? Get you excited, Kyle? Very pumped. A little sad that it's not a launch game, but right. you know what? I'm fine. Okay. When do you think? Because I don't like PlayStation. Usually, typically, doesn't release games in in the in the holiday season. Usually, that is like I think the only game that did was Spider Man in early September. So I do think 2021. I'm thinking May through August is the is the time span. What's that you say? Um, I'm gonna be bold and say February. 
God damn. I think Ratchet's February. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Do you think do you think Demon's Souls is a launch game? Uh just say yes. Actually no. No. You know what? I I think Demon's Souls might be February. Okay. Ratchet might be the May game. Okay. And I think Horizon might be the September game. Okay. I can see that. That would make sense. And real talk, um the one thing that I love out of this PS5 event, a reveal event, is seeing so many fandoms happy. Like going on the Demon Souls uh, Reddit oh, yeah. was magical and seeing how many people are so excited and all the, like the, the, the updates. And again, like so many people going, if it's anyone going to handle this, that's not from software. It being blue point. I'm in. So yeah. I love seeing that. And yeah, the, the reaction for horizon zero dawn, it's just been killing it. And uh, also the, the reveal uh, the PlayStation 5 reveal. I should have put it in the notes, and I didn't. This will be included in the flashies. Um, one of the most viewed reveals ever. 16 million people on the Damn. stream alone. And then I think it's like we're going up close to 10 million views on the Miles Morales trailer. 5 million Hell on yeah. Horizon. Just coming from my memory. So even little indie games like Bug Snacks, 500,000 impressions. So yes. on YouTube alone. So again, that a lot of eyes a lot of eyes on that one uh next is the last of us part two's review scores now again uh in you know towards the end of the show we're gonna have that interview with brock mclaughlin i really loved it it was a really grounded take this game is very divisive and he's coming through through the perspective of someone that is like i'm in the middle and so it's awesome to see me interview them or him and and kind of get his takes into why and why not. And because the embargo is so restrictive, we got to be super vague. So there's no spoilers whatsoever. I'm really excited for that interview. With that said, reviewing extremely well, being divisive as it is, with a 96 uh, meta score and a 96 on open critic. So, yeah. wow. A 99% lot of, people... of all critics say play the game. Yeah, play it. Recommend it. Uh, even wait, I can't even hey, say I can't spoil it. Who, yeah. who, who drafted it in the fantasy uh, league between us, Joe? I listen. I don't want to talk about it. This guy. I got cyberpunk, so I'm happy. That, that's going to be a high nineties. Who also got Spider Man? This guy. I saw, and honestly, <laughs> I feel bad for you. I feel bad. Oh, who the sure. the crooked commission for the newcomers sure. in who don't understand that mom and dad are fighting right now? We have this fantasy critic league. Okay, obviously I'm going to win. We're betting on games that are going to have the best scores. Um, listen, I'm only picking winners, and I'm not saying Miles Morales isn't a winner. Well, but I know you need something to boost that score because it's it's pathetic right now. We'll go over what we added uh, maybe next week. Yeah, since we're at, like the halfway point. And also, you yeah. cheated on the public one. I'm just saying. Crooked. It's crooked. With that, Kyle, you have a giveaway you'd like to do for yeah, The Last of Us Part 2. Give a little detail on it. Uh, so I was just looking at uh, GameStop and just seeing what kind of Last of Us merch they had on there. Um, and I saw a Last of Us Part 2 collector's box, Ooh. which includes a duffel bag, coasters, a notebook, a pin set, a pint glass, and socks. And I was thinking, man, we both love Last of Us. Yeah. We're so excited for Part 2. Why don't we give this away to somebody? So this doesn't uh, come out until July 13th. So what I want you to do is tweet at PS Trophy Room from this point until July 6th. 
uh, and with a screenshot of a donation to a Black Lives Matter cause, whether Color of Change or BlackLivesMatter.com or another one um, that you might find out there that you want to give to, or a COVID cause such as No Kid Hungry, which we have both supported before in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so screenshot a donation to one of those causes at PS Trophy Room, and I will pick a random winner and send that collector's box to you and Um, if you've already donated please don't worry like send it we we need optimism more than ever in this world so please if you have donated you're planning to donate um or or donating right now and you're like oh what are the odds uh screenshot it ps trophy room all one word go over there tweet at us and yeah maybe win win socks who doesn't love socks because as you get older you respect a good sock and a good duffel bag and, a good and some good coasters. Yeah. A nice little pint glass. I'm yeah, not listening to the coaster rule. And let me tell you, this this table that I'm using, ruined because <laughs> of it. With that, another flash news. Uh, Pistol Whip comes in on PSVR on July 28th. This is a cool rhythm shooty game that oh, is yeah. like Beat Saber meets, again, any type of like action shooter, uh, arcade shooter. Awesome. Pumped. Kyle, you got this next one. Spoiler alert. When it comes to our Game of the Year talks later this year, Fuser, I believe, will absolutely be on that list. Fuser is the next harmonics rhythm-based game, mm-hmm. and they just updated with some songs that are going to be in the game, which include uh, songs from Brad Paisley, Mud on the Tires, Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe, DMX, X is Gonna Give It To Ya, Grandmaster, Mella May, The Message, Jonas Brothers, Macklemore, Thrift Shop, Nelly Hot in Here, Panic at the Disco, Whitney Houston. Oh Pitbull. shit, they got Whitney Houston? I want to dance with somebody. Hell yes, they do, Joe. Oh this game is going to be awesome. I Dude. just want to shout out some really cool songs in addition to the ones that they had at PAX when I played. I'm so excited to mix and match these together. It's going to be awesome. Hey, do you know who has that on their list? You do. That's right, it's like a big fat egg. With that, Kyle, it's the last bit of news of this week. Would you like to read Why it? Why would me? I suck an egg? I'd rather <laughs> eat the egg. Sign uh, <laughs> Mather, Mather over at VG247 writes, Here's the reason for why the PS5 is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. The PS5 size look took people by surprise last week because of the fact that it's an absolute unit. But <laughs> there's a pretty solid reason for why it's so unbelievably massive. It's mostly to do with thermals, it seems. According to Matt McLaurin, uh, the vice president of UX design at PlayStation, the PS5 packs a lot more heat than the PS4 could even dream of. Hmm. McLaurin took to LinkedIn to address PlayStation's upcoming behemoth, explaining exactly why it's not quite as elegantly slim as the PS4 Pro and why its increase in power inherently necessitates an increase in thermal casing and, as a result, PS5 size. Quote, I'm really impressed by this design. However, in today's times, people seek portability and convenience, wrote one Mm. commenter, seeking answers as to why the PS5 is so bigger than its predecessor. The performance in the PS4 was amazing. Why make the new product bigger and bulkier? End quote. Quote, thermals, replied McLaurin. This gen is little supercomputers. While the 7NM process delivers amazing heat performance for the power, the power is very extreme. Mm. This tech is still so fresh, it throws a lot of heat, so we need room to dissipate. McLaurin expanded in another comment. So with that, we talked about why are these consoles so big? You know, Xbox being a chunky monkey, and then we got the PS5 being the Tower of Terror, it seems like. Yeah. Real quick, Joe. Yeah. 
I don't know if you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. I probably am, yes. Why is this commenter asking about portability when it comes to PS5? <laughs> I don't know. I like to carry it around. <laughs> I mean, yes, you got the Switch, and that's a game changer right. that way, but no one's asking to bring the PS5 and Xbox Series X to some places. No, and, and with that said as well, like, yeah, I get they're big, but, like, again, the designer literally said why it it, it is so. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the Xbox is a little bit more compact. It's using, again, I keep on saying this, but the MacBook, uh, or sorry, the Mac uh, Pro uh, from the 2000s design where it sucked in heat from the bottom and, boom, elevated it out top, um, which is an awesome design. It's personally my favorite between the two. But with that said... Uh, the reason why these consoles look so weird is because... Whoa. Discord just yelled at me. Damn you, Discord. I know, right? And you know who it was, too? Sean freaking Capri. Let me just see. <laughs> it could be important. Let's just let's just check oh, it out come here. On. Sean, we're doing a show here. How we're dare doing you a show, not... Sean. How dare you not pay attention to the show? Oh, you don't want to know why, and this is why I'll keep it in the show. Um... Sean and I had a bet. He said that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be day and date on oh, Game yes, Pass. Oh, yes, I saw that. And I said, I'm willing to put money that it's not. And now he's trying to start crap, saying that he, like, he is so gung-ho that this is going to be it. Though they just announced a, you know, an Xbox you know, limited edition that uh-huh. looks like garbage rolled into one with the game bundled inside. So I don't know why you wouldn't just put it with Game Pass if it was day and date, Sean. Don't know why you would. Anyway, back on to the point and why Sean's going to owe me 50 bucks in the end of September. Um, these these consoles are mini computers. There's so much heat, you know, being being produced from these. It's just thermodynamics, right? With more power means more, sp- more space, more air needs to get in there to dissipate that heat. So it totally makes sense. And when he says, look, the tech is still so fresh, it's throwing a lot of heat our way. No no doubt, if this tower is too big for you, there will be a slimmer one in a year or two. No doubt in my mind that this is going to be the case. But I think people are blowing it out of proportion. Like, how is it going to fit in my shelf? I'm already thinking about ways of how to maneuver it. I'm like, well, get a better goddamn shelf. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, that is that is something that Xbox and PlayStation have, have in mind. They understand that these things have to fit on counters and shelves. So, absolutely, is this thing going to, you know... Be big and take up space, yes, but they already know that going into it, mm-hmm. so you're going to find room. Most case scenarios are going to lie that way. And at the end of the day, who cares if this thing looks like a router? Who cares how big it is? As long as it plays the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation, who really And you cares? don't hear it? And you don't hear it? Oh That's my key. God, if there's no That's big giant fan? Oh, yeah. God. With that said, there you go. That's our rant, all right? That's, welcome. That was my TED Talk. <laughs> I'll be taking donations at the door. Kyle, are you holding on to something? Yes. <laughs> Good. Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many amazing games to list off. But this week, there's actually um, no games. So, no greatness this week. It's kind of weird. Well, until Last of Us Part 2 comes out, but... Again, that's not as of recording. I mean, that is the drop, right? So, yeah, well, someone is asleep at the wheel, Kyle. <laughs> there was supposed to be a drop, and I'm too lazy to look at the games that came out this week. Anyway, instead of the latest and greatest, Kyle, you have to reveal 
our betting results from the PlayStation 5 show. If you don't know, I'm keeping up this voice for way too long. You are. Two weeks or a few weeks ago, Kyle and I came up with some bets, crazy bets for the PlayStation 5 reveal event. And now with it over, we have the results. Kyle, drop it on us. Uh, yeah, so further clarify, it's we were asking each other these questions, mm-hmm. and the answers are what they counted. Yeah. Um, we were trying to throw each other off. The the first five are worth one point. Okay. Then we have combos, like Price is Right. Those are worth two, and then our dream predictions were three. So we'll, I'll just go down in order for each of us. So my first one was no mentions of studios being bought. Fuck. I'm going to take that as a point, because yeah. there were no mentions of yeah. studios being bought. We There's... Some hints that may be housemark, but nothing. Uh, number two, we won't see the box before the show, and yes, at the event. That is two points. For you for or for me? For me. Oh, wait, wait. That but- was one of mine. You asked me the question, would we see the box before the show or at the show? And I said, no before, yes, at the show. Okay, yeah, all right. Damn so it. that's a point me. All right, Kyle's already... Uh, I already know who won this. <laughs> Kyle definitely ran Number three this. that Joe asked me yeah. was, is Herman Hulse running the show? And I said, yes. He was not the one running the show. It was very much... They were kind of going all over the place. So no points for me. Uh, number man, four. Dude, Herman Hulse. <sighs> Jesus. Also, I love the controversy that some of them were CGI people. <laughs> and all, you know what? I think some of them were. I'm on board for that yeah. conspiracy theory. <laughs> Go back and look at that Gran Turismo, dude. There's right, well, no I way that's some, a real if, human If you being. believe that, then I got some 5G articles you need to take a look at. <laughs> uh, number four is Sony acquires the Konami franchises starting with Silent Hills. Nope, that did not happen. Damn. Uh, number five, backwards compatibility is a thing with boost mode. No mention whatsoever during the show. So you're walking so away with this one. You you got this. I've got, I've got two points right there out of those five. Here are Joe's. Okay. RE8 dated for February 2021. It was dated for 2021, but not February, so you don't. I'll give you a half a point. Okay, give me. A, I'm gonna need it at this. I'll point. give you a half a point on that one. <laughs> okay. Captain Cork will not speak. I've watched that trailer a bunch of times. He did not. I speak. did not hear him. So that's a point for Joe. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's uh, a cod. He's good. Third one. I, I asked you how many new IPs. Uh huh. Brand new IPs. Brand you new. said five. There was way more than five. That was, dude, twi- like, oh. <laughs> way more than five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no point there. Uh, number four, Blue Point's game will feature a sword. Yes. It did feature a sword. God, yes, I'm so ready for Demon Souls. I was trying. I thought it would be Metal Gear Solid and yeah. be Sneaky Sneaky Game. That's where I was going with that question. And number five, Nathan Drake will not show up at all. He most definitely showed up at the beginning in the montages. So, uh, real talk. If it was that the last one? For the five questions each, yes. Okay. Here. Uh, so, I forgot to mention this on, on the show uh, before the reveal started. I thought the best way for them to reel in the PlayStation 5 reveal was to do the line from Uncharted. If if things could have been different, you know, mm. different chances, different choices, would we take them? And then Sam going, no, I like the hand we've been dealt. And then they did it. And I was just like, oh, it's, oh it hit me right in the feels. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's kind of... All right, anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, so combo questions. We, yeah. we both answered a number question. Price is right rules. Right. If you went uh, over... 
<laughs> or no, if the the real thing was over what you predicted, you get no points. Okay. You have to be under whatever the answer is. Okay. So the first one was third party games total. I said ten. Joe said seven. Here Fungu. are the third party games that showed up: Fungu. Bug Snacks, Deathloop, Ghostwire, Godfall, Goodbye Volcano High, Hitman Three, Jet. Kina, Little Devil Inside, NBA, Oddworld, Pragmata, Project Athea, Resident Evil, Solar. There's way more than ten, so I got that one. <laughs> oh wait, we're, these are worth. These wait, are worth but two if points. we're over it, but if we were over it, don't like none of us get the points. Ah, oh, don't no, worry about it. I'll just say you that you cheated if I lose. Don't worry. I'm just you don't get. You, you don't get the points. Okay. Because uh, I was closer to the actual number. Oh, PlayStation right, right, Five right. or oh, PS Five right, said on stream. So PlayStation 5 or PS5, the ter- those two terms said on stream. I said 20. Yeah. Joe said 50. I don't know the actual number. We could put this one up in the air, but I'm pretty sure it didn't go over 20. So I think I had that point. But I will not count it, and we'll I'll come back next week. Okay. So that one's up in the air. Uh, first party games. I said 4. Joe said 5. I was real thick about it, y'all. And here are the ones that are there. Okay? I'm not counting second party. Right. So. Well, second uh, party, I mean, they're, they are exclusive and under the PlayStation Studios umbrella. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So with that, I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, you had it anyway. Uh, it was nine total. Uh, first party slash second party. So Joe gets those two points. Oh, God, yes. Okay, write that down. Tally it up. Write those down. And then the final one for for the combo questions. Oh, no. oh such an easy two-pointer for me. Uh. Mention of ears by Mark Cerny. <laughs> Joe said one. Mention of an ear by Mark Cerny. I said zero. There were absolutely zero mentions of ears by Mark Cerny. I'm proud of him, man. Up. I'm proud he didn't say anything about collecting my ears. <laughs> so that was an easy two points for me. So going okay. into the final... Dream prediction round. Yes. I'm at six points. Okay. And you were at four and a half points. Okay. Well, that's closer than I thought it would. Without adding that other one in. Okay. Um, so here comes the dream predictions. These are worth three points each. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll start with mine. Okay. Resistance 4 is real. Trailer shown. Developed by Bungie. That didn't happen at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it did not. Not at again, all. Pie so again, pie in the sky. It was never going to happen, y'all. It was never going to happen. No. Yeah. No. That's why I wanted to go big or go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you're going to get one person to comment, no one, whatever. That's pie in the sky. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Joe's is interesting, and we might have a little discussion here if mm-hmm. how many points you're going to get. Joe said Spider-Man PS5 yep. featuring Kraven, the hunter. So here's the thing. Is Spider-Man PS5, was that referencing a full-on sequel? Or a standalone, just any sort of Spider-Man game on PS5? Kyle, it doesn't matter if it's... it's, it's it, I said Spider-Man. Are you saying Miles Morales can't be Spider-Man, Kyle? That's not what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. Don't you dare try to <laughs> twist this on me. I get to do it because I'm Hispanic. This is great. So, yeah, we saw Spider-Man. Okay. Necessarily need to be I'm willing to give you half of those points. I am willing to say okay. <laughs> so do you know what that means, Joe? What's that? We're tied at six points. So we have to go back, or I have to uh-huh. go back and count the number of times PlayStation 5 and PS5 are said. Yeah. If it cracks 21, uh-huh. 
you get the two points and you win. If it's 20 and under, I get the two points and I win. And did you remember what the 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 loser had to do? What's that? They had to stream the My Unicorn Princess Fun. game. <laughs> oh no! For as many hours as they lost by. Shit. So okay. either way, one of us is streaming that game for two hours. <sighs> Bugs. <next. laughs> <laughs> so those are the results. We will come back next week with whoever got those final two points. Ooh, it's I. Listen, this is it. we're two Americans figuring out a, a close race, a close you know yeah. vote. That's never gone awry ever before. I can't think of one in my lifetime. <laughs> 2000 Florida, you had one goddamn thing to do. Anyway, Andy Snail Mail, usually each and every week, right? You could send us your question over at PS Trophy Room or the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. We take those questions and we answer them on the show. Or you could pen a letter to Andrew House, formerly of PlayStation, throw a letter his way. I go over there, I steal his mail. It's a fun little segment. Nobody usually gets hurt. Anyway, this week, we got one, two, three, four, five pieces of mail this week. The first one comes from Nerdy Guy Steve. Thoughts on what customization the PlayStation 5 could see? I imagine... Uh, sorry, I imagine this was in reference to software customization, but I'd love to know your thoughts. The article mentioned that the PS3 was Linux capable at the beginning, and it, that's interesting. Uh, that would be the biggest wow factor of all time for either console. To come out and say you could run it PC mode and use your Steam library, I'd go nuts. I'd give that a 0.1% chance of happening, but one could imagine. I, let me tell you something. Keep on imagining. As much <laughs> as I'd love to see that, that's never going to happen. They want controlled ecosystems. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what what customization do we want to see the PS5 have? I want to see a Miles Morales PS5 in terms of like customization. <laughs> oh, dude, the boss logic. That's He's that's what master that, at his craft. That's what's making all these designs so like like why I don't mind the desi- design seeing all the boss logic customization consoles like just kiss amazing yeah yeah. Uh, what do I want the PS5 to do customize wise? Yeah. Customize wise, I can't it's for I, it always goes back to trophies for me. I just want a, a trophy thing to to what Xbox is doing. That's what can I can. It beat you to the punch here. Go ahead. Give us a gosh dang adaptive controller. We're seeing oh, all yeah. your developers yeah. do it. You know, fiddle with, you know, like, yep. I would love it so that right off the system, like, I know you can already customize controllers, but like, plug in anything without having to go through hoops to make gaming easier for anyone. That's, that would be it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Got that right in my noggin here. Mr. Nasty Boots writes With Persona 4 Gold coming to PC, do you think the profit margin Atlas will see? Uh, with the profit margin, uh, Atlas will see. Do you think Sony will lose exclusive rights to per- to the Persona series? Uh, Kyle, what do we do with traders like these? <laughs> we you talk about Persona in an general. Example of them, yeah. <laughs> no, like, do you, do you see them? Do you see Sony losing the the exclusive rights to Persona anytime soon? No, no. Yeah, and even if it comes to PC, I mean, we're seeing. We see games come to PC, whether it's Horizon this summer uh, or even um, some other uh, PlayStation games, Death Stranding, Xbox. We we see it, and it doesn't do much uh, to hurt their bottom line, so they keep doing it. Yeah. 
Uh, next question. The most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life. You can write that down. Two more days until The Last of Us Part Two is out. I know a lot of people are super excited for the game. What was your most exciting game launch? I got oh, I got two. I got the first one that comes off off my brain. Yeah. Uh actually two of them now that I'm thinking about it. Uh one is for sure God of War. Because we were we were doing the, the show together at that point mm-hmm. and we both raced home and we showed off that we our collector's editions. Yeah. Because we both got that one. That was really cool. But I think my most exciting game launch is when I was working at GameStop and I was working the Arkham Knight launch. And uh, my manager had us all dress up in Batman characters. And she made, like, Batman cupcakes. We threw a big, like, party in the That's store. That's awesome. I was Bane. It was awesome. I had a great time. And I, that, I love Who was Batman? So, I don't think anyone showed up as Batman. We had a Harley. Oh, it was villains. It oh, was, okay. We were all villains. That was what it, what it was. Was it before or after the voice? <laughs> uh, well, after. And I couldn't do the voice, so it was, it was not great. Would you like to pre-order anything while you're here at GameStop? <laughs> I never did that. I was bad at that. You think trading values are your ally? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my my favorite two was uh, Halo 2's launch because I remember like people had land like land parties outside the GameStop generator rigged up. Like oh, that was. Awesome. That was sick, and we got to play hooky out of it as well. Um, and then the biggest one for me personally, Spider-Man. I remember, dude, I was so... I mean, I am still, like, I'm a Spider-Man kid. So, like, having yeah. that game, having that console, like, the days up to release, all the good news that comes from it, like, oh, my God. <sighs> so many good vibes. So yeah. many good vibes. It's always something, too, when you're getting, like, the limited edition console at a GameStop. You always see, like, the seven-year-old kid going, Oh, he's got the console. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Every every yeah, time kid. you feel like a badass. Exactly. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You're spending money that Frivolously. Great, exactly. But if you feel great walking out with that. Yeah. Uh, with that. Antonio, a great question. Antonio writes in, how much do you think the DualSense controller will cost? $60? Or do you think Sony views this more as an elite pricing because of all the new features and technology? And Nate adds to this question. On that note, will the current camera work on PS5? As we've been told, the PS5 will support PSVR, or will the new camera be needed? I think this camera is at least 80 bucks. I'm sorry, the, the controller is at least 80 What do you think? I think it's still going to be 60. Okay. The reason why is because it is the standard PS5 controller. It's not like a uh, like an updated version of a DualShock 5. This is the DualShock 5, essentially. Yeah, but remember, DualShock 4 controllers will still work. So with the DualSense, mm-hmm. I definitely think that they, they are taking, like, this is a premium product. And we see, like, Joy-Cons and even, like, the Pro Controller. And that's, oh, my God, not Pro Controller for Nintendo. Um, that's even 80 bucks. So I could that's see fair. this being an expensive controller because of the tech. Let's, let's put it down the middle. Let's say 70. 70 is a weird price. I'll say 75. I'll say 70. Meet in the middle, 72 bucks. All right. Kyle. <laughs> PSVR camera. Do you think it's backwards compatible? Or you need a new camera. Uh, I do. Um, but I think if you're going to stream and stuff, the newer camera is the one you want. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm going to be buying that as well. So with yeah. that, Kyle, that's been Andy Stale Mail. That's been the trophy room this week. But we still got an awesome interview with Brock McLaughlin. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everyone, follow the show at PS Trophy Room. We love you so much. Keep hunting. And please keep listening. This is a great interview. So, bam. So my guest today, as we do a review preview, spoiler-free, Last of Us Part Two review, is my good friend, Brock McLaughlin. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, man. It's good to have you on. It's... <laughs> I, we were talking Sorry, about... I just started laughing right away, like right <laughs> off the bat. I'm just laughing. Actually, it's nice to laugh after playing The Last of Us for like the last two weeks, which I was like, I'm so depressed. That's the thing. I'm hearing a lot about this game. Like it is it is here to kick the shit out of you and it is here to make you feel a lot of things. But fun usually isn't one of them, which is strange when we're talking about a video game that's supposed to be fun, right? Uh, or at least that's what we think. So before we get into talking about The Last of Us Part Two, Brock, who are you? What do you do? Very existential question. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm Brock. Uh, I run a website called Brockstar Gaming. Um, it's a blog. I talk about tech, video games. Uh, I have a YouTube I am just getting back into, which I am very excited about. I can't really plug it but you can you can look on twitter at brock mclaughlin find me there um i'll be i'll be ranting and raving about my youtube soon enough uh and then in the day i work at spin master and marketing um so that's a toy entertainment company well that's dude let me tell you something we had a lot of really good talk before the show i'm feeling really good about right here right now cool you're smiling Uh, you look great i do i look thank you (laughs) because i just came off of like three hours of sleep since the sony uh playstation 5 reveal which hey real talk uh Real fast, how did you feel about that reveal? Did you get to watch it? I felt like I was watching an Xbox show uh, with that weird variety of games. It was, like, so strange for Sony. Sony's usually, like, very calculated and everything seems to be, like, dark, dark, dark. And then yeah. there's, like, moments of happiness and, like, that weird strawberry game. Everybody's talking about, what is it? <laughs> Bug <laughs> Snacks. You have to say I, it slow or else it sounds awful. It felt like E3 with a bunch of trailers and you have no idea what systems they're releasing, what kind of games are like. Some of these games are coming up for Apple Arcade. And I was like, what the fuck? This isn't a PS5 showcase. And like starting with GTA 5 is the weirdest fucking decision. Like, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why either. And I can't even explain what they talked about there. But you know what? With that said, let's square up. Get it upon The Last of Us Part 2. So first, usually like when I talk about like reviews or you know give my impressions on something i always want to talk about where i'm coming from my my point of view so i want to talk to you about where do you come from uh, you're you're approaching this game what is your relationship with the last of us uh what is your experiences and and what are you thinking about as you're walking into part two of this game I didn't play The Last of Us, the original, on the PS3. Mm-hmm. I waited till the PS4, and I think that was the first PS4 game I played. I think I don't. I don't remember. Um, I remember. I, I remember really liking the story. I found the combat was awful, and like by the <laughs> end, I just really wanted it to be over, um, which is a usual common problem I have with most games. They just drag and drag right. and drag. Um, but I liked it. I really liked Joel. I really liked Ellie. I liked how it, I loved how it ended. Like loved how it ended. Um, 
I don't know if I ever needed a sequel. Uh, right. And then there was a spinoff, right? I didn't. I don't think I Last ever played behind. that either. Yeah. Left. Yeah, I didn't play that one. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just played it for the Road to Greatness, our Patreon show. It hits you in the feels. So, the way you're describing it, because like a lot of people, I feel like they go into two camps with The Last of Us. It's either the greatest game ever made, or it's overrated and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest video game stories. Yes. I'll give it that. Yes. And I feel like replaying the original game, I definitely understand games have aged. I mean, it's like at this point I'm playing it at seven years old. So like mm-hmm. I'm expecting controls to be better. But yeah, I do feel kind of like a tank and, a, and, and clumsy and kind of cluttered at times. So walking into Last of Us Part 2... You're kind of speaking to me like with Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead is one of my favorite games of all time. And I felt like... Me too, man. Dude, so fucking good. I love that game. (laughs) I love it so much. And I felt so nervous about Red Dead 2. It didn't live up to Red Dead for me. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't like Arthur Morgan. Well, I liked him. I liked the characters in that game, by God. (laughs) But I didn't... I felt like that too. Like a lot of video games nowadays, it dragged. So okay, so you're oh, walking oh, in. Did it ever drag? It oh. was too. Re- it was like almost too realistic that it wasn't a video game, and it just lost the fun aspect of it. Now, with that said, part two, Last of Us, is That's that the- <laughs> is does uh, just the boilerplate right here again? No spoilers. This is spoiler free. Did did Naughty Dog learn from the lessons of Red Dead? Or, or rock I, sock, Rockstar, or did they fall into the same trap as Rockstar? I feel like they took a lot of the same things that Rockstar did. Um, and there's some very long, long walking scenes where it's just dialogue. And it's it, it feels like a grind and a chore to get through. And the dialogue is out of this world. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. But it's also very boring to just, like, push forward and walk and kind of stumble. It just feels so... It, it feels so realistic that it's it's not fun anymore. Mm, ooh, that's interesting as all hell. Oh, all right, because yeah. yeah, I there were so many complaints about Red Dead and how and how slow those parts on the horse were, and you know, and I like those moments a lot in Red Dead only because the horse felt fast and mm-hmm. it was kind of fun to gallop around and it looked nice. But with The Last of Us, it's just so dreary, um, and the walking is just very very wooden feeling. Mm. But it does build, it does give a deeper, it does build on the story more and makes it a deeper, um, you have a deeper connection to the character. So I understand what they were going for. Okay. Okay. So let's then, let's kind of start with. I, I need yeah. to mention. Yeah, go for <laughs> when it. When you say, when you say no spoilers, I literally cannot talk about spoilers. Sony snipers will take me out. <laughs> she Yoshida's on the roof of a toothpick and he's like. Say something, Brockadary. <laughs> Literally, in the embargo, it doesn't actually say anything about I can't talk about the embargo. And this is the craziest embargo I've ever seen on a game. Like, the amount of things that are read being like, no, you can't see this. You can't see this. You can't see this. And I've definitely seen frustration with uh, other reviewers on what they can and can't say. And it will be very interesting come next week when this game goes out there um, and people start playing with it to see people's reactions and you know people like um the few of us that have played it before how they re um our actual like full views of said game because there's a lot i want to say and i can't mm. um so it'll be, it'll be it'll make for a lot of i think debates that's, okay. that's for sure 
it's going to be a nuanced conversation. And you know, the internet's really good at nuanced conversations. Oh, they, they, they've been known to be uh, nuanced. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about this. So let's first break down level design. Now, personally, I loved the originals level design. It, to mm. me, I'm type of the person that like I want to go to every corner and explore as much as I can. And I feel like there was always something around the corner that rewarded you for exploration. With Naughty Dog saying that this is their most open map, that this is their most vast levels, that they really wanted to make sure this world felt lived in. Does that hold true in The Last of Us Part 2? Does, does it feel like you're actually in a neighborhood rather than a strict tunnel that's leading you to the destination? Yeah, absolutely. It it looks everywhere you it looks big. Like you look around and you can see so far in the distance and it makes you feel very immersed in the settings and location. Mm. Um, and you can kind of just wander around and stumble and the game kind of keeps you on the rails, but it does it does a good job of rewarding you for kind of breaking free and just kind of walking around. There's always something to see and find. Um, I found in most instances, which was cool. Yeah. Now, so pretty much that, that, that kind of, did that help your experience of the game? Did you ever feel like it, it hindered at a point? Because they also talk about elevation in this game as well, where they're like, you have a jump button. And that was <laughs> something they were freaking out about. Is that something that's actually... No, we should not reward them for adding a jump button. That's just a normal thing that should be in games. I don't know why you wouldn't have a jump button. You want to make it realistic, a human can jump. You know, well, then make a poop button. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> but does, does, so it did. It, did it help you get immersed in that world with the level design? Did it feel like you were ever, I guess, lost? Uh yes, mm. and it yes again. It it's clearly on the rails but there's multiple paths to get to each destination um okay. which makes you feel like you're way more in control than you really are and it how they do it is just brilliantly okay okay and with that let's see because i don't want i don't i don't want to you know again get you in trouble and she takes you Man, out i get myself in trouble all the time let's just do this thing <laughs> all right does it feel like <laughs> like like again it feels like a neighborhood but like do you see when you're walking down like let's just say a hallway or a road mm-hmm. and you're like 20 feet away that's going to be a combat encounter is it that type of level design no not really it's pretty and there's a lot of rooms you go into and you're like oh, something's gonna jump out at me and there'll be nothing in there which then made the element of surprise even more um terrifying that's fucking awesome man i'm a little baby when i play these games too and <laughs> there's so many accessibility op- options on this game yes. like i've never seen there's really cool um behind the scenes features about that and one of them is you can have like the white line like the metal gear kind of thing jump up if there's like an enemy about to pop out of you from like uh behind something or anything so you can be kind of prepared for the jump scare oh i definitely use that thing man (laughs) that's really awesome and speaking of of accessibility there's over like what 60 options right apparently yeah it's crazy like they've built this game for like people who are blind can play like people with one arm like all kinds of different disabilities which is fucking awesome it's so cool yeah, and could, now the the one question here because it's Naughty Dog. I don't think you can do this on a Naughty Dog game, but can you also change the difficulty on the fly? Yes. Yeah. Fucking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I, from what I'm aware too, for trophy hunters out there, the achievements aren't tied to difficulty. 
right? I don't think so, no. Because people were getting complaining. They're like, ooh, this is like anyone can now play this game. <laughs> if you can put it on easy, it's like, great. It's yeah. a single-player game. Who cares? You yeah. can play any way you want. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I never, I never understood that argument. Let's talk about this. Sounds. I love a good sound in a mm-hmm. video game. How are the sounds here? Does it feel like it's dynamic? Do you feel, I don't know, how does the audio feel to you? I played them with headphones, and uh, it, it was very creepy. These are very good haunting sounds. Like, you can hear every, like, piece of dirt under your boots when you walk and, like, wind rustling in the trees. It's really cool. Again, the world is, like, completely empty, right? So it's literally just the sound of nature. And then those god-awful scary clickers. <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> I do not want higher-def clickers. They're so gross to look at. Oh, my God, yeah. And just, like, the, the I think it was, like, the not the bloaters. They're, I don't, there's the new ones that they introduced. I was just like, ah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Not gonna fuck with that. Uh, no, the soundtrack as well. You say it's it's empty a lot of the times. How does the music play? It, there's a cover of Aha's "Take on Me" that is so good no. <laughs> that fits it so nicely. I was like, "What the?" I was like, "I know this song. I know this song." And then I was like, "Oh my god, this is a good song." <laughs> um, there's a lot of moments where you can like pick up a guitar and play and like strum along and your character sings and stuff. It's cool. There's a lot of, and then just the regular soundtrack alone is very, very good. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people asking for a, a digital copy or a copy of vinyl. Absolutely. I don't know if that's in the works, but I assume, I mean, most video games have soundtracks now yep. released. Yep. I love the Death Stranding soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack. That's always my. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. I didn't like that game, but I love that soundtrack. <laughs> right? <laughs> Talk about a game of walking and walking and walking. Did that have a jump button? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, it did. All right, it we'll reward that one. You would jump like on. jump and you would like fall and yeah, you make it stumbles. Thing. Man, that was yeah. a game. That was an experience. Let's talk yeah, about that combat. A, that was a game. <laughs> Let's talk about combat here. All right, we we kind of beating around the bush here. Combat. It's way better. Yeah, it's way better. How it's so? not. It's not. Per- it's way less wooden. Like it feels more. It's realistic, but in a fun way, um, and it feels really good to shoot those zombies in the face. But it, it, the the thing is, like, using melee weapons like the knives and the swords and stuff, that's where it's at. Like, cutting those guys' heads off and stabbing them, like, Oof. close range just feels good. I heard it's and brutal so as gory. all hell. Like, oh, it's it... so gory, man. It's it's It was like... There's a lot going on in the world, right? Like, it's dark out there. It's, like, outside my, like, window. It's, like, a dark, dark, depressing place right now. And playing through this game, you're like, God damn. There's so many killings. And there's, like, people being hung. And, like, like oh, God. Like, it's a it's a lot. Like, it's violent. And then you have to kill dogs. And I was like, fuck. I don't want to kill the dogs, man. I wish that I was an accessibility it. option. I don't want to kill a pup. I don't want to kill the dog. Like, just turn the dog into, like, a zombie or something that what if, crawls. I don't what, care. Yeah. Like, the option is, like, instead of stabs, you give it pets, and he just walks away. And, you, like, and he's debilitated. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good boy. Yeah. He's just yeah. following an order, man. I don't know. And I don't know if the violence is justified. I get that they are going for this whole revenge thing, and mm-hmm. human beings are horrible people, and this is what they're going to um, – this is what they're going to fall back onto, this constant violence. But, like – it the game beats you over the head with it and you don't really have a choice like you have to be violent too and mm. it's just uh it's a lot like it is a lot to play this game it took me 
I got Bugs Fable at the same time, and all I wanted to do was play Bugs Fable because that game is so funny and so cute. I'm like, oh, this is happy and cheery. Where yeah. the last of us, I'm like, oh my god, I feel horrible. So is this like being visceral for just being visceral sake, or it did... a lot of the? I think it is a lot of the time. Yeah, it's a little bit too much. All right. I feel you that is there is there an option to kind of like I know like games like Doom do this where it's like less giblets like not a lot not as much blood. That's a good question. It mm. must. It I must. Don't, I don't know that. Um, it must though. I would assume so. Okay. Now we kind of go back to level design here in terms of like stealth because the one thing that uh, they say is you could play this the way you want. You you want to try to evade the most people amount as possible. Go for it. If you want to just go guns blazing, go for it. Does that hold true? And how were you, how were you playing when you were playing The Last of Us Part Two? I like the stealth because I cannot stand the jump scares. I do not <laughs> want those things running after me, man. It's terrifying. Yeah. But the game forces you into, I mean, all kinds of. It like forces you into action scenes at points and forces you into stealth scenes at points. Um, but I I preferred to go stealth for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then you had to watch like them stab the neck stab the neck with the knife every time and like, oh god, it's so gross. <laughs> I could just shoot you from twenty feet away. It would be but so I was much also better. worried about running out of bullets because that was my problem in the first one. I remember mm. like near the end there was like uh, there was one that I was stuck in. There was like seventy of those like zombie dudes and I had no bullets. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. This is frustrating. I know, I already know, I'm already predicting there's going to be one person in the comments going, they're not zombies, they're clickers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't worry, whatever you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're infected, first and foremost, yeah. <laughs> okay, the fungal monsters. Yeah. Um, talk about the fungal monsters, when they chase you, is it like, oh fuck, alright, I have to fight, like, does it force you into combat that way, or can you outrun people to the next objective? I think you have to kill them. Alright. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did. I didn't run past anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, how I was... mean, maybe on like a maybe on a side stuff, like the side mission kind of stuff. But I oh shit, yeah, there's the side main, missions, like the side, like the side collectibles and stuff. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. And how's the how's the AI? Speaking of things that are going to chase you, both infected and non. Nothing to write home about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they like run at you, and the stealth is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Do they're you, not the they're not the smartest. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish in games, and this just goes for any game in general, that like we get past the point of like graphics and shiny things, and we focus on like AI that's going to actually outsmart me. Do you ever feel like though, like the AI are working with each other, or do you feel like they're just like mindless? I know that was one of my troubles with The Last of Us replaying it was just like sometimes the AI are just complete dum dums, and it doesn't feel like they're communicating with each other. And they're running past each other, just blatantly confused. Do you feel like at least there is a sense of other oh, the AI is coordinating? Man, that's a good question. I know. Um, I'm good at these, man. I, I, damn, you're a professional. I, know, uh, I mean, kind of. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> when, when I think about it like that, yeah. I mean, if they hear something, they all run at you. Mm-hmm. They're pretty I, good about that. The, the the one cool thing that I, I was I was seeing and the one thing that I loved about the original Last of Us was just like they will like like when you shoot someone they'll be like someone shot Jerry. How are those character interactions? Those were so always some of my favorite of just like the AI kind of talking to each other and building that world around you. Did did 
did they go a step above in The Last of Us Part 2? Yes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. one-word answer. Yeah? Okay. Well, yes. Mm, yes, Shalom Pedatic. Shalom Pedatic. Let's talk about customization then. All right. All right. Okay, see, I don't want, because I don't want to push you, because again, Shuhei, he's again, toothpick in the mouth, he's ready to fire. Um, how far does the customization go? For the guns? Yeah. Not much. Not it's much? Pretty, it's pretty basic. I feel like it's the same as, again, I haven't played the first one in four or five years. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's pretty close to the same. Okay. Um, you have four four slots to upgrade um, on most guns, and then you can get better at doing building um, like knives and stuff like that. But it's pretty basic. Now, does the knife run out? Because I remember the the fucking the worst thing about the Last of Us is the goddamn duct tape and scissors to make a goddamn chef. Yeah, the knife the knife runs out. Son of a bitch. Yeah, is it like a, like charges or it just breaks? Breaks. Then you have to find another one. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you wanna double down on that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure it breaks. Sure. Okay. <laughs> is it is it more uh you, you have to make more, so yeah, it breaks. Yeah. Okay, so it but is it at, at the very least is it is it lenient, I guess, on giving you more uses than just one? I yeah, oh yeah. Shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like so it not so much of it like it has like a durability. It's, do you think more like a percentage durability? You see that in games. There's no like on-screen durability. I'm trying to think now. Maybe it doesn't break. I remember the first one that was really annoying, and I didn't have that problem in this one. Let's think. Let's think back. I don't All know, back. man. I don't know. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't We're in a so. pandemic. Because you can upgrade it. You can you can upgrade and get new ones. But okay. I think you might always have the knife now. I don't know. Is Okay, so that's one mystery. Hey, guess what? This I don't review, know. You'll figure it out, I, all right? I only, played, I only played for like 30 hours. <laughs> yeah, so figure it out, gang. Jeez. Um, the safe rooms. We saw in the trailer, one guy just came up and like fucking rocked your shit. He punched you in the back of the head. Are safe rooms not safe? I, I didn't have any problem with that. Not if you clear out the room beforehand. Oh, shit. I mean, other than like a few moments, but like those are pre like pre like rendered or whatever you want to call them like predetermined okay um, but for the most part like you had a lot of downtime like a little too much downtime at points that's for sure like there was just up until like it's like midway is really where the action really kicks in otherwise it's like the beginning is very very slow how slow are we talking about is this red dead 2 and the s- snow slow kind of there's some big action pieces but like for the most part, like you're not really fighting very much. You're exploring a lot, and I kept expecting more action, more action. I was like, "Huh, this is very um, easy breezy." Okay, but there's reasons for it too. Like it's all yeah. again, it's all dependent on its story, and everything is very thought out via mm. the story. Well, then let's just talk about the story. And again, I know this is probably where all <laughs> this is where I'm like, there's like seven thousand <laughs> rules. <laughs> there's a couple of like red dots on your face. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think the problem here is, I mean, there was the leaks, right? Like yeah. there was the unfortunate leaks, and not I don't think they knew what to do when that happened. Um, and I don't. I guess they wanted to stop the story beats, so they didn't line up with the leaks. Um, because the reception of the leaks were not great, I'd right. say, from most people. Right. Like, I went on the Reddit this morning, and oh, my God, those people are the worst. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they seem very, um, very hateful. Uh, they're kind of like the villains in this game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which there are two, there's two fract- uh, factions, right? There's like mm-hmm. one, I, I, for, I think it's like the, uh, well, I'm not going to say names. There's like one that's like a cult and then there's one that's like ultra militaristic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do, do we get a sense of like, I, there's no choice, I don't think, in this game. Do you get a, a choice of like, both of them are equally bad or one's way worse than the others? Both of them are equally bad. Yeah. 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 My par- <laughs> I mean, everyone's bad. <laughs> My parents, they've been talking outside the hallway for like 15 minutes now. And I'm like, I'm trying to like keep my composure. My mom knocks on the door. She, and as she's knocking, he's like, oh shit, he's streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Come hey, mom. Folks. Hey, ma. Uh, I'm sorry. So say that again. They're both equally bad. They're both equally bad. Mm. I mean, no one's good in this game. <laughs> That's the thing. There's no, there's like no happiness at all. <laughs> From start to finish, no happiness. There's like maybe like ten minutes. <laughs> All right, I'll take ten, dude. I'll fucking take ten minutes. I I don't give a shit. That's what I'll do. There's some there's some really really beautiful just character on character scenes. They're just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some there's a, like little there's little flickers of light, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this isn't gonna be so bad. And then the next scene, it's like, oh, oh I was wrong. That, that's depressing. <laughs> uh, and, and, and speaking of, like, hopelessness, we're following Ellie, which is, like, to me, when I'm thinking of Ellie, like, I, and I'm thinking of The Last of Us Part 1, we really, to me at least, I, I, I got this message of, like, we are Ellie. We're seeing the world mm-hmm. through through Ellie's perspective, and that's why when you know we're watching Ellie in part two, we all care so fucking much because we really saw this world through her eyes. Um, are we really taking Ellie's hope away in this one? Oh, Ellie has no hope anymore. Fuck. She's like beat down and she's exhausted. Mm. So she's um she's uh she's very angry and very. Yeah, she. I mean, there's again. She, you, it's really weird. Never seen this. Where you're not allowed to talk about the beginning of a game before, mm-hmm. but there's like shimmers of hope there. Um, again with LA, but then that's very quickly taken away. Very quickly torn down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My my question here is: you, we're we're talking and we're dancing around this story. We're da- we're, we're doing a beautiful it's, dance. It's beautiful. Do- you know, we're doing like the dance you saw in the the gameplay trailer like yeah. two years ago at E three. Yeah, you know the barn. I'm thinking I'm thinking Cap at the end of Endgame. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what can we say here? How did you like it? <laughs> That's a good question. I can answer that. Yes. I okay. Here's 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 where it gets complicated. I think this is an absolute masterpiece of a game from a gaming perspective. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, I don't love it. Um, and as a game, I don't totally love it either. But I appreciate it um, mm. because of how how incredible it is and how far it's pushing their technology. Like, there's just such simple little details um, of... Like, I, I love how, like, something so simple you don't really see and you don't ever, like, really notice. You're like, oh, it's just a video game. We'll never get that kind of immersion. But in this, you actually get that. Like, just things with you have a partner and you're jumping on, like, a horse. And you jump on the horse, but your partner needs to get on the horse. Most games, you can just start riding away and your partner will just magically appear on your horse or whatever. This, you actually have to wait. And there's, like, a moment of the person, like, putting the foot into the saddle and 
pulling herself over and it's like again it's slow but it is very immersive and it feels real and characters like characters get tired and they take like a breather and stuff and like your ai partner when you ask me about ai um for the enemies mm-hmm. it's like average but your AI, uh, your ai for your partners and the other characters in the game that are on your side are is very very good uh, much better than the first one where ellie would kind of just run into danger um this is like much better uh which is cool and it just feels like holy shit this is like this is the future of video gaming uh i wish it wasn't so boring um and gory but (laughs) it's very very it's very good and i they really tried to tell this really powerful story and whether that worked or not um i personally i'm not a massive fan of it um Mm -hmm. but it is a really really good game i i wish it didn't come out at this very dark time do um, do you think in life it it do you think the the story and why you're not solely so much in love with it does with with what we're dealing with as of this point in time and people if you're yes. living in the future remember open up your space book to year 2020 <laughs> it's chapter it's 17 there crazy shit's happening this timeline <laughs> absolutely bonkers. Uh, it was very hard to distance yourself myself from the real world and this game when playing it and especially with the protest starting is when I first got my hands on it. It's like that's chapter it, eighteen in the books, kids. Yeah, <laughs> it, there's just so much going on, and I, I'm very like, I'm very actively involved in that and reading about what's going on and seeing what's going on, and it's just horrifying. And then to then escape and video games have always been an escape for me, where uh, I, I want to enjoy myself and have fun, and this is not fun at all. Like, there's no fun moments in this game. It's incredibly tense and stressful and depressing and dark. Um, so it, it sucks, and I wish it would have come out. And who knows what the future holds? Like, it, it, this could get worse and, uh, later on down the year. And then you're like, it could get worse. <laughs> we don't know. We, these killer hornets could take over, and people could turn into clickers, and we could all be fucking right. killing each other. Right, right. I, I don't know. Maybe the end of the year would be nicer, though. Maybe October is a really nice, smooth month. Everyone is happy. Trump, like, dies of a heart attack and doesn't get reelected. Um, who knows? But maybe that would be a better time to play this game when it's not just so bleak out. And uh, it, it's I couldn't bring myself to not distance myself from playing because uh, of what's going on. It just they went hand in hand. And, like, mm. this game is a post post apocalyptic future and i feel like we're living in a post-apocalyptic future right now like it is i mean there's a virus to take over like there's a virus in real life right now people yeah. can't leave their house and see their family um there's a lot of real world em- and then when the game feels so real and feels so realistic um it just it, it's it blurs the line right of what's reality and what's not and oh my god it's yeah it, it's a it's a lot it was a lot to take in and I, i've been interested i've i've seen a few other reviews i have i want to read more tonight and see what other people are thinking but from what i gather it's like this isn't a fun game but again it's a masterpiece of a game and and it's very hard to explain that i guess Mm -hmm. um and i i'd really tried like i i reviewed it um my review came out this morning and i was really trying to put into words what it felt like to play um and i think it's an important game to play and i only because of how much it does and how beautiful it looks and how immersive it is. Um, but God, it's so, so depressing. <laughs> I, I think like, uh, and again, like, well, first off, this is a PlayStation show. So you have to say that this is a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. <laughs> That's the first and foremost thing. Right. You well, the to... snipers will take me out if I don't. <laughs> <Exactly>. right? <laughs> He's fine. Shoe. Um, so, 
yeah, that, that's that's the conversation as well. Like the the consensus is like, yeah, this game isn't isn't fun, um, but it is it is something uh, uh, from all the interviews at least or, or reviews is it's something we strongly recommend. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's not fun, but it's it, it is a must play. Do you feel like this is? Because uh, I I don't I don't believe in review scores whatsoever. Me neither. I they're, hate them. They're stupid. I hate them. They're stupid. Okay. From if, A if to Z. A, yeah. If you want to have a one to ten, fine by me. But if you put like an eight point five or eight point three, just fucking round that down and round that up. It yeah. doesn't make a difference. And 8. then people 7, argue you about fucking... that one the point. Like, yeah. come on. Do you recommend this game? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I recommend eventually playing this game, and I. I feel like most Last of Us fans will be very, and there's a lot of yeah. a lot of you um, who love the game. I can see your poster of the Last of Us behind your head. Um, there's a lot of fans of, this, uh, of the original. I think they're gonna really like this one and what it does. Mm. Um, there will definitely be some moments where people are like, "What the fuck? How dare they?" <laughs> um, but I mean, it all kind of it, it all works. Um, it's just it's it's a lie. It's really it's really hard to recommend. I would. If I didn't have to review this game, I probably would have just not played it right now. I would have kept playing Bug Fable. <laughs> right, right. I can't stress how much I like Bugs Fable. <laughs> <laughs> so go out there, buy Bugs Fable, and then come back. <laughs> or download that. What's that thing? What's that deal they have? Um, the Black uh, the Black Lives um, itch.io bundle yeah. for like $5, whatever you want to donate. Oh my God, there's like 1,900 games in that thing now, including like, paper and pen role-playing games and stuff i don't like i sent that to a few of my friends like i got that i like have most of these games but hell that game pack is sick yep yep it's it's fantastic so okay at the end of the day uh it, it kind of feels like you kind of you kind of flip-flopped here when the last of us original part one you loved the story didn't care much about the combat and, and, and stuff in this one you're like i like the gameplay a lot not the biggest fan of the story Am I getting that right? Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, it's just the story is just so violent. Mm. So violent. And again, just so realistic. Mm. Um, so I, get, I appreciate what it's doing. It's just not an enjoyable experience. Is, is it fucking strange that you're telling me it's like it's not enjoyable? You're, it's it's not fun. <laughs> this is not, you're not going to fucking Disneyland. And I'm just like, yep, this is what I want. I want I want my heart to hurt. <laughs> and that, that is weird. I, I'm trying to like compare it like, to me, I really like I, I like Red Dead Two. I, I it had its moments, that's for sure. There were some really fun missions. It was not as good as uh, Redemption by right. any means. Like there was no fun missions. Like there wasn't Redemption. Um, but again, I really liked the characters and I liked how they like interacted with each other. Um, and I really liked the characters on display here. Um, but the game does things with certain characters. I don't even know how to say this, man. Without like it, it just it takes some really big big leaps and mm. it'll really push people that's for sure so do you feel at the end of this at the end of the day with the story being so polarizing i i i i'm getting oh, here man wait till the internet gets a hold of this story that's dude. what i'm like, thinking oh, it's gonna be polarizing I, I could already tell i could already tell from people from the preview review spoilers like this guy's not a fake fan he doesn't understand what the last of us is and then friday it happens and they're just like what did Neil Druckmann do to Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> this used to be such a yeah. great game. Yeah. 
people are possessive characters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely, and you can't satisfy everyone. And there's definitely going to be people disappointed. And you know, suck it up, man. Like if you don't like it, then move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does, does this feel? Does this feel at the end of the day? Because I know there's a lot of comparisons to, to Red Dead here, but I do feel. Mm-hmm. And, and if you liked Red Dead, I'm sorry. Or Red Dead too. I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever. Um, but you know, because that was such a game where it's just like it didn't warrant a sequel. It didn't need a sequel. And then when we got it, it was eh. Is that yeah. The Last of Us Part Two for you, or do you feel like no, this is this this makes sense to be here? I did. Okay. I did think that. Um, I did think that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> you know what? We'll let I'll, I'll be subtle there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, I I always question sequels, yeah. uh, and if they're really necessary or not. And in most cases, they are not um i don't know if they had i don't think they had this idea for a sequel and they set out to make the first one yeah i don't know maybe maybe they did i i've never seen anything that says they did it didn't feel like they did i felt like one even though it ended on a like kind of a cliffhanger right. it ended on like okay cool i'm just gonna in my own head i'm gonna imagine where their life goes right mm-hmm. um yeah and and i'm sure they wanted to explore that world and at the end of the day, I always I, I would rather them just take new characters um, like the Walking Dead, like kind of walking things they are the Walking Dead. Right. Like spin off games and yeah, stuff, right? Like yeah, just like spin off yeah. character. Maybe the character interacts with the character later on or something like there's that cool cutscene. They're like, oh, my God, it's the person from the first <laughs> game. But then that way you can like you can get rid of expectations a yeah. lot of the time. Like Red Dead should not have done a prequel. Like that was the worst part about it is. I didn't care. Do you feel like at the end of this game, not to say like, oh, Ellie's going to you know, find a rainbow and whatever. Do you feel like that, that this game does warrant a, a, a sequel in that, in that vein of like, let's take different characters because there's something in this world that people like. Do you think that, that this game warrants that type of like uh, part three? No. Uh-huh. No, I, I don't. No. No, definitely not. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to know how they're going to do the show. Um, yeah. I've only seen like little bits and pieces, and it looks like they've got a killer creative team and a killer uh, killer director and visionaries. Um, but I just like, is it going to be about Joel and Ellie? Uh, and if it is, like, are they not? Is it not just going to be a replay of like pretty much the game? Right. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. It I mean, there's be. lots of potential. Like, clearly, there's a lot of people live in these games. Um, and you definitely see a lot more people in the second one than you did the first one. I don't mm-hmm. remember you seeing a lot of people that you didn't really kill in the first one. Yeah. Again, I'm, my I'm thinking of, like, a little Bill, funny, but... Sam. Right. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the last of us. <laughs> hey, Brock, I want you to I, – I, I really want to thank you for dropping by, giving your honest takes – talking in the last of us part two with me um again you're like this is bleak this is i don't know and i'm just like uh-huh, uh-huh. like i'm still i'm i'm pumped for this game sweet i can't wait uh, to and, see what's in store and you should be man like we're we're all different people we all like our own things right mm-hmm. like you know again i really like i really am impressed by this game it it's just a lot um yeah. but it, it yeah it, it's it's a lot but i definitely for pe- like fans i think it's a recommended play awesome and with that brock is there anything you'd like to say anything you'd like to plug before we get on out of here um yeah definitely 
sign petitions, get out and vote, and uh, stay in school. You know, I like this podcast before it got all political, and it just put, you know, it's just, what He's happened? Not, that, that green-haired asshole isn't even American. <laughs> That's right. Back in your I'm lane. Canadian. Hey, we're suffering up here, too, okay? Once, uh, wait, you, you, you guys had an election already, right? We had an election. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. Our our guys a lot. Our guys a lot nicer than yours. Dude, he's handsome. He yes, he is. His hair is uh, just growing magnificently. In dude, quarantine. he did like this waft back, and I was just like, <laughs> "Fuck me, dude! Are you kidding me? Oh my god!" I mean, I think that's part of why he got elected. Uh, yeah, I I discovered a part of myself I did not know existed until then. Anyway, everybody, that's been the trophy room. <laughs> PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. If you like what you heard, please, please, please hit us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to us. And all the love we've been getting the past few months has been just absolutely incredible. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.